How's it going, Erin? Oh, it's going pretty fucking good. Yeah? Yeah. Never better? Never been better? Living your best life? Living my best goddamn Hell life. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. God damn! <laughs> so, uh... Did I already talk about it on the podcast? Because I have a head injury, so I don't remember what I have or haven't said. Uh, yes, your accident. I know I talked about the accident. Okay, okay. but no. Okay. But your plan was uh-huh. to set up for what I'm guessing is your goddamn. Yeah. Tell us. Motherfuckers, I got a Jeep. Jeep. His name's Jeff. His name's Jeff. It's <laughs> Jeff the Jeep, and he's gray, and he's a beautiful bitch, and I love him so much. <laughs> He's a beautiful bitch. <laughs> and I immediately took the top off and it Hell yeah, you did. rained that day. <laughs> and now I'm sick. So <laughs> wait, okay, so you took the top off and then came over. I don't know if it was all the same day. No, it was a different day. But okay. I took the top off and I came over and I was like, Woo, we're having a fucking girls' day. Eh. Yeah. Best fucking hour and a half of my life mm-hmm. when we went to lunch and hung yeah. out. Was that on Saturday or Sunday? I don't know. I don't know. Sunday. Sometime over the It weekend. was Sunday. It was Sunday? Yeah, because well, I was like, I didn't get to fucking hang out with you at the pumpkin patch because yeah. we were too busy keeping kids alive. Yeah, that was hard. And so Sunday, I wanted to hang out, and so we went to lunch. Mm-hmm. And I told Lee, oh, my God, she, like, took the top off, but I guess they're really heavy. Like, one of the panels is really heavy, whatever. And he was like, yeah, why would she take it off now? Like, it's winter. She's going to be putting that back on real fast. And I was like, uh, it was girls' day. <laughs> Sir, it was worth it. I will drive over and help you put the top back on um, so that we could do that again. I think the two of us together would not physically be able to <laughs> put it back on. Or you don't off. know how strong I am. I Listen, put I put lattice on top of my car. I, too, am like an ant <laughs> in that I can lift way more than my body weight or something. But not that. But Jesus Christ. But not the roof of a car. The roof of a car is so fucking heavy. And by that, I mean, like, I need to work on, like, these muscles, which are, yeah. like, reverse oh, reverse pull-up muscles. You're right. I don't I don't have that. Like, screwing into a ceiling? Fucking forget about it. Yeah. Forget <laughs> about it. Well, and I took it off because Brandon was like, do you want to take it off? And I was like, fucking Certainly. yes. Yeah. That's yes. why I bought this thing. Why yes. are the fucking doors still on? Why is it still a lot together? Why yeah. is it still in one yeah. piece? Snap it apart. Fucking let's go. And that's all I've ever wanted. I want a Jeep with no top. I will never fucking put the top on. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, it's going to rain. And I'm like, eh, fuck you, right? Yeah. Fuck you in winter. Yeah. I, I live in San Diego. Yeah. God damn it. I'll and so, fucking bring an umbrella. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. Just all flapping in the <laughs> Like Mary Poppins. What back. is like one of those little umbrella hats, you know? Yeah, it'd probably catch the wind and come right off. No. But, uh, think? so he was like, oh, let's take it off. And we did. And it was both of our first times taking the top off of a hard top Jeep. And so... Uh, it was very hard. It was very awkward. Mm-hmm. Like, it, the thing is enormous. And I we have no there's, one... like, a trick to it. There is. It's two men. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not one man and one, like, fucking weak. Squirrely ass. <laughs> squirrely ass bitch with no muscles. <laughs> I have lifting muscles somehow yeah. from work because, yeah. like, I have to have those. But, like... That's lifting from down. I don't have any lifting up. Yeah. Up Was above like my head? triceps? Yeah. I don't know what any of them are either. I don't have Deltoids, them. Deltoids, your obliques? I don't own them. No. Fuck those. I need to buy them. <laughs> I need to work on them. And so we took it off. And then on Monday, I went to work and it immediately started raining, like, <gasps> on my way to work. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. 
I'm just fucking here. And it honestly made me really happy because I was like, of course it fucking would. And I'm like laughing to myself and I'm like, yeah. everyone thinks I'm fucking insane. Well, and my whatever. goddamn pink ponytail is like flopping around <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> oh, it was a good time. But then yeah. I was like, I should probably put the top back on, which now we put it back on and it um is hot. It's it, hot as fuck. It's hot as fuck. It's hot as fuck now. But it was also like easier to get back on. So I'm like, okay, I maybe think we you can just gotta break it, it in. Yeah, like yeah. I think now that we have like a technique, yeah. it'll be fine. But of course, I was like, this is fine, and now I have a cold. <laughs> so because I fucking. <laughs> to be fair, you probably got the cold from my kids at the pumpkin patch. I mean, I may have because they were so snotty. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of jumping back to you had mentioned in your Jeep thing, like pulling heavy things off of fucking roofs of cars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, let me tell you my goddamn. Okay. My mom this last week was like, hey, Stace, need your help. I need to buy some lattice. Mm. And I was like, okay, don't even know if they sell that shit. I don't fucking, I haven't seen it except for the last fucking time we ever lived in a trailer and it was like fucking covered on the side of the goddamn house for shade. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> lattice? Okay, let's go find that. Like, where do you buy this? I don't know. Hobby Lobby? Do we have to build it? Like, I have questions. <laughs> but anyway, so she's like, hey, I need some lattice. Can you take me to Home Depot? Because my mom doesn't drive. And I'm like, I got you, boo. Let's go to Home Depot. And right before I left, I was like, now, like, what is the size of the lattice? Because I have, like, an SUV. Yeah. And the seats fold down, but, like, that doesn't make a difference. And so it's like having a still st- had the car seats in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, that's like, well, I could take the car seats out and, like, fold the seats down. Yeah. It'd be flat. But. It's still like a sedan. Like, it can't get a lot of wood or something. Like, yeah. how, how big is this lattice? And she was like, oh, it's it's four by eight or some shit like that. And I was like, well, I'm not going to measure it. I'll just take everything out and we'll go there and we're going to figure it out. <laughs> and so we, I'm thinking if it hangs out the fucking car, I'll just put a little red flag on it. Whatever. We'll be good. Like, I don't yeah. have that far to go. It's not it is freeway, but I could take back streets. Whatever. So we get to Home Depot. It's a fucking shit show from the beginning. Like, I find (laughs) solid premium parking. And then I'm like, well, we need one of those flatbed things, right? Because I know lattice. It's got to be light. But, like, I'm not carrying that shit. You said eight feet? I'm not eight feet. Not doing that. (laughs) And then I don't even know how many sheets. I literally went into this totally blind. I'm like, okay, let's go. What are we doing, ma? And she's like, oh, you have a plan. Yeah. What are you fucking using this for? I still don't even know the whole fucking thing. It's just my mom. She asked me to do something. I'm going to do it. So we get to Home Depot. I get one of those carts, loudest fucking thing in the world, like one of the flatbed cart things, because all of the entryways have like those 500,000 little balls. So like carts don't go rolling out into traffic or whatever. But it was like the spot that we parked at, the whole row was like paved in that. So it was like the whole way. And it's like shaking my arms. And these big burly dudes are walking around me. And I'm like, nothing to see here. (laughs) Just trying to get into the fucking garden section. Moving his fucking cart. Which, by the way, Lattice is in the garden section. Noted. My mom was like, duh. And I'm like, ah, fucking excuse me for not thinking it would be where all the goddamn lumber is. Did you know Lattice isn't lumber, evidently? What is it? Which literally, it, I mean, it's lumber. But like it's they like, store it. It's, it's like, like for the garden. Wood, yeah. yeah. They store it in the garden section, which is literally in the totally opposite end of Home Depot than the lumber section. But I digress. So my mom's like, here we are. Whatever. We're going to get it. And I'm like, woo, woo, woo. How many pieces do you need? And she's like doing math, which by that I mean she's yelling numbers at me expecting me to do the math. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know what any of that means. I need a piece of paper. <laughs> I need to like I need for, to draw this yeah. shit out. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what this is for. Anyway, so we figured it out. And I'm like, I bet you need three sheets. And she's like, are you sure I don't need four? And I'm like, nope, not sure at all. But they're 40 bucks each. That's expensive. That right? is expensive. For lattice. 
Anyway, I'm like, they're 40 bucks each. So, like, if you want to spend a 40 bucks and not know if you need it or not, it's your fucking decision. You tell me. I'm here to make this happen for you. So we get three sheets. This is your adventure. Yep. So we get three sheets. We're going through the garden department. And she's like, oh, I wanted to look for those, like, solar lights that go in the lawn. And I'm like, mom, that would have been a great fucking idea before we loaded up all this wood on this goddamn gurney. Like, now we have to fucking roll this through (laughs) Home Depot, which I have done with you before. And I know I'm going to get a lot of looks, a lot of fucking lame-ass comments, whatever. So we do it. I get the looks. I get the comments. I get a lot of people diving out of the way. And I'm like, bro, I am slowly walking towards you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you don't need to be afraid. Anyway. We get all of our shit. It takes fucking way longer than it should have to just get some lattice. (laughs) And we check out. We get to the car, open the back hatch, and I start to, like, try to ram this thing in there, but the wheel wells won't let it go in there. And it's lattice, so I'm thinking, like, "Eh, I can kind of fucking squish it to get it in there. Yeah, like, bend it a little. Yeah. Did it snap? No, I started bending it, and some dude was like, do you need help? And he, like, grabbed it from behind me, like, grabbed the lattice. And I was like, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't need help. I got it. And he's like, that's not going to go in there. And I'm like, thank you. Cool. Can you walk away? Yeah, like, I know that now. I'm sure I look like a fucking idiot. (laughs) And he's – I get that he's trying to be helpful, but I'm just like – if I ask for help, don't touch though. Yeah, it was just kind of like, ugh, I'm annoyed. Yeah. I'm annoyed. Yeah. I'm annoyed because it's not fitting. <gasps> it's like the fourth feminist one we've done. It is. I think it is. <laughs> anyway, ding, 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 ding. anyway, so I pull it out. He was. I was nice to him. I wasn't yeah. an asshole. But in my head, I'm thinking like, fucking just walk just away, sir. Walked up and grabbed my goddamn merchandise. Yeah. Like, and I was trying to be careful and not shove it so that it didn't like wreck my fucking car. And he yeah. just like came up behind jiggling it. And I'm like, oh, oh my god, go away. Ew. Okay. So I. Sir, we didn't plan this. No. I had no idea what I was even fucking doing when I came here. My mom said lattice. I was like, I got this shit. Let's go. Ugh. Although I did bring some string and a pocket knife because I was like, if I have to tie this shit down, I want to be prepared. And my string is bright pink. Hell yeah, it is. (laughs) So I was like, mom, we're going to have to strap this to the roof. And she's like, I don't have string. I'm like, well, don't worry. I do. And she's like, well, I hope you have something to cut it with because I didn't bring scissors. I'm like, I would not expect you to have brought all of these things. And by the way, here's my fucking sweet ass pocket knife. Because I like to pretend that I can do like manly fucking things. And I have a goddamn pocket knife. My boot knife. Yeah. My boot knife. Your mean bitch knife. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Mom, we're going to have to load this on the roof. And she's just like, okay, well, do you have like a blanket or something to put down so it doesn't scratch your roof? And I'm like, it's my fucking roof. Yeah. I I never see that shit. (laughs) I had a blanket, but I was like, nope, fuck that. So anyway, long story short, I get three sheets up there. Two other guys came by and asked if I needed help, to which I said, nah, man, like it's lattice. I could throw it up myself. My mom was helping me guide it so that I didn't scrape the paint off my car. But like it was fine. Tied it down. Everybody, every dude was staring like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, granted, I'm tying lattice to the top of an SUV with hot pink string and, like, (laughs) making a fucking scene. But, like, I got that shit down good. Fucking nailed it. And as my mom was, like, closing all the doors or whatever, because I just fucking wrapped it around the room. Yeah. I wrapped it around the oh shit bars. Like, I twined it in between the fucking lattices. That shit wasn't going anywhere. And so I said that I was standing on the back seat, like with my head above the roof, because that's where I was tying everything down. And I gave it a shake and I said, oh, yeah, this baby ain't going anywhere. (laughs) And I looked at the dude, this big ass burly man that was staring at us as I was saying this 
By the way, I should also tell you what I was wearing. I was wearing like a nice white sweater shirt that I would wear to like work or something. Yeah. And um, gray leggings. So I probably looked like I was going somewhere like mediocre. Like you, I'm not at Home Depot getting my clothes dirty. Yeah. And I'm pulling. You're going this... to the pumpkin patch to, <laughs> with your fucking pumpkin spice latte. Exactly. That's what I looked like I was doing, and I was like doing all the shit anyway. So I looked this guy dead in the fucking eye, and I'm like, oh yeah, this baby ain't going anywhere. He did not laugh. He did not smile. He I just kept walking. Do. And I'm like, Fuck you, man. And my mom was like, oh my god. Anyway. Anyway, we get in the car and we drive away. My mom's like, hell yeah, Stacy, you did that shit. That's great. Like, she was so proud of me. I'm like, Aww. fuck yeah, everything's going great. By the way, how do I get back to your house using only back streets? Because this is not going on the freeway. Because <laughs> this will take flight. Oh, my God. And then as we were going the back streets, we're almost to her house. And I just, like, reach up to the yo shit bar to feel the string. And that thing is moving. And I'm like, oh, shit. So, like, every time the it was, like, a windy day. Oh, no. And every time the wind would gust, it was, like, flapping some of them up. Because I didn't, like, tie the fronts down. And I'm thinking it's lattice. I don't need to, right? It's not going to catch any holes and shit. Yeah. It caused some wind. We made it, though. Everything was great. It's like a sail on top of your car. I was so proud of myself, though. (laughs) And Lee texted, and he's like, how's it going? I'm like, shit's strapped to the roof. And he's like, dear Lord. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, after that long-ass intro. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, do you want to hear about my murder story for this week, Erin? I would love to. Okay, good. I would love nothing more. Good. Because I've got kind of a longer one for you. Ooh. also... I don't know if I'm just dumb, which is very possible, but Mm -hmm. this one sounds like one that I would have heard about, and I feel kind of like maybe I'd heard about it in, like, some loose kind of way, not knowing that it was, like, a real story. Oh. But when I Googled it and fucking searched it, podcasts have done it, and a couple of, like, bigger ones have, but it's not, like, blown out of proportion like a lot of other cases are. Yeah, so if you've heard it, I deeply, sincerely apologize. But it actually – it's another one of those cases where you could dig into so many mm-hmm. – it has so many fucking rabbit holes you can go off of. And I'm just telling you kind of the gist of the story because even the gist of the story is a long-ass fucking story. Oh, shit. All right. Okay. So the case I'm going to tell you about this week yep. is called the Texarkana Moonlight Murders. Texarkana. Any, 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 anything? Nope. I mean, Texarkana sounds familiar, but yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. could just be because I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So let me set the scene. Moonlight murders. Moonlight Ooh, set murders. the scene. I'll I'm going to set the scene. It's nighttime. I bet. Is it, it is. a full moon? On a full moon. <gasps> no. That's tonight. No. Oh, is it? It was like last night, I think. Oh. Okay. So let me set the scene. Okay, set the scene. The year is 1946 in Texarkana, Texas. Okay. Which is a city on the border of Texas and Arkansas. Oh, Texarkana. don't say and it's actually a twin city to Texarkana, Arkansas. So there's okay. two cities on this fucking border. And it's like Casey Mo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's February 22nd. And at around 11.45 p.m., there's a 25-year-old man by the name of Jimmy Hollins and his 19-year-old girlfriend, Mary Larry, which is very unfortunate. But I think it might be Larry, Larry L-A-R-E-Y. L-A-R-E-Y. Larry. Larry. Mary Larry. Larry? Like Laney, but Larry? Yeah, I was thinking (laughs) the same thing. Okay. So anyway, so we got Jimmy and Mary. They're on a, they have just gone on a date and they went to go see a movie at the local theater. Wait, are you calling her Mary now? Her name is Mary. Her name is Mary Larry. Like her last name is Larry. Oh, that's That's adorable. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) I like. And I might be mispronouncing it. Okay. Okay, so Jimmy and Mary, they just went on a date and they saw a movie and they're driving back home and along the way home they decide to pull off on a secluded side of 
like a road. Lover's lane. Exactly. It was a lover's lane kind of thing. And this lover's lane was close or on the outer edge of like a housing complex. So they're not like in the middle of fucking nowhere, but they're off the beaten path. They're just outside. Yeah. They're like, nobody's going to fucking come find them necking in their car, right? Ew. That's what lover's lanes do people do. All that heavy heavy petting. Heavy petting, necking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. This road that they were on was 50 feet, or this area that they parked at was 50 feet from Robinson Road in case anybody lives there and in case that's even a road anymore. Okay. After hanging around for like 10 minutes, necking. (laughs) Do you not like it if I call it that? No, I hate it. Making out. I mean, but just with matter. the necks. <laughs> I just think of like horses rubbing their necks together. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so they were rubbing necks, and uh-huh. after about ten minutes, the couple is startled when a man wearing a white cloth mask. Oh, don't that, like that. Nope. That's very Texas. Uh, Texas chainsaw, isn't it? <sighs> Okay, so. Or the Oogie Boogie Man. Oogie Boogie. Jeeper Creepers. (laughs) Okay, so a man wearing a white mask that looked very much like a pillowcase with the eyes cut out and the mouth cut out just appeared at the driver's side of the door. Like driver's side Mm -hmm. of the fucking car. I don't like like that at all. Fucking pokes in the window like, hey guys. And they're like, what the fuck? Were they in the back? I I don't know. I think they were in the front. I don't really know. Maybe they were in the back because in the front seems so inconvenient. Can get the gear shifter out of my ass? Yeah, yeah. I don't really know. But showed up on the driver's side, and this person had a flashlight and was shining it into the car. So it was blinding them. They couldn't really see what was going on. Yeah, that's terrifying. Uh, For fucking certain. And at first, the couple thought that somebody was just trying to pull a prank on someone and thinking that they got the wrong car. Yeah. And so Jimmy was like, hey, man, like, you got the wrong car, the wrong people, whatever. Something like that. Yeah, we don't know you. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. And the masked man goes... Quote, I don't want to kill you, fellow, so do what I say. Ooh. Fellow. Okay. Is it like fella? Well, it was spelled fellow, so. Okay. Well, it was 1946, so. See here, different. fella. Get out of the car. I don't hey, want to kill fellows. you. Do what I say. <laughs> Howdy, fellows. Hello, fellow. So the masked man ordered the couple out of the car and told Jimmy to, quote, take off his goddamn britches. Britches? Not my britches. My britches. Not my britches. Not my gumdrop buttons. <laughs> Why is that funny to us every time? <laughs> Not my gumdrop buttons. Not my gumdrop buttons. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Jimmy takes off his britches and the masked man hit him in the head twice with a pistol. Lord. Fracturing his skull and Ooh. knocking him out. Jesus. I know. That would suck. Now, Mary hears this fucking loud-ass pop, and she thought that Jimmy had got shot in the head, but that was really the sound of his fucking skull cracking open. That's terrifying. And so Mary is thinking, like, this dude is trying to rob them. So she's like, look, we don't even have any money. There's nothing to steal from us. You got to go find somebody else. And she even, like, pulls out Jimmy's wallet from his pocket and is like, look, there's no fucking money. And this is when the masked man hits Mary in the head with a pistol, knocking her down. And she's still, like— conscious and everything but like he's like roughing her up now and then he tells her to stand up and when she does he says run no yeah isn't that fucking terrifying i mean i would run but i would not i know like this it gets worse i would fucking solemn and then like go between his legs juke him (laughs) (laughs) which way am i gonna go really hard to juke a bullet but (laughs) listen i'm gonna try If there's anyone in this world who's going to juke a bullet, it's you or Mary Larry. 
It's all my fucking extra wrinkle grip on my feet. <laughs> oh, they were made for bullet juking. Yeah, they were. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so he says run, and she starts fucking booking it, and she runs towards a nearby ditch. Well, the masked man is like, not that fucking way. No, 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 no. So he yells at her to run another direction. Like, bitch, I'm not playing by your rules. <laughs> if we're just making up the rules as we go. I'm sorry. You did not specify. <laughs> I meant run in a straight line that way. <laughs> yeah. And then he's got a gun. So she's like, what the fuck? So she like books it the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> like she listens to what he says and runs the other way. Oh, she did? Yeah, yeah. Like she didn't run into the ditch. I'm sure she also was probably like, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get to that ditch. Also, have you ever ran at night towards a ditch? Yes. The answer is yes. And I know that because I have fallen with you in said ditch after I had already actually fallen in that ditch. And I have brought you and I was like, hey, come here. Let's look at the stars. And I said, be careful. There's a ditch. And then we fucking bu- fell into the ditch. Two times I did that shit. <laughs> Two fucking times. Anyway, I digress. So, yeah, she was probably fucking smart choice to not run towards the ditch. Yeah, she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get down there. <laughs> I could no fall. Trees died. <laughs> and I could be looking at the stars pretty quickly. <laughs> That's how that night, that is how I ended up looking at the stars. Well, it's because we fell in that ditch and you were like, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, oh, let's come look at the stars. Okay, anyway. So, uh, so she's running the opposite direction of the ditch, and as she's running, she spots an old car that's parked on the side of the road. And so she, like, fucking runs up to the car and starts banging on the windows, and she's like, oh, my God, fucking help me. There's somebody crazy over here, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she quickly realized that no one's in the car, and so she turns to book it, and fucking masked man is right there in her face. That like, makes me want to throw he, up. I know. Oh, my God. And he fucking runs into her, and creepy masked man is like, why are you running to her? I'm and sorry, she, what? Uh, and she's like, fucking dumbfounded, and she's like, because you told me to. Like, you told me to run, and so I ran. And he gets furious and he's like i didn't tell you to run and she's like yeah you just did and then he starts calling her a liar and getting really irritated like don't call me a liar you're the liar blah 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 like he's getting personally offended that she's running from him with a gun don't take it personal it's not personal (laughs) it's not personal why are you getting so defensive (laughs) no but like Obviously, something isn't right with the man anyway because of the things that he is doing. But now it is clear that, like, he might not be fucking fully functionally present at all moments in time. Oh, my God. Isn't that (gasps) so scary? What if – was he, like, two people in one mask? Is he, like, a fucking split personality person? And the other personality came through and was like, you better fucking go before the other guy comes back. Yeah, because he's got a gun. That's scary. Yeah, it's fucking creepy. So like I said, he gets pissed, right? Like, don't fucking call me a liar. You're a liar. And then he hits her in the head again and knocks her to the ground. When she's on the ground, trigger warning, he then assaults her and rapes her with the fucking barrel of the gun. (gasps) So I'm not sure how she gets away or if the guy just leaves Mary there or what. But eventually Mary makes a break for it and she runs to a nearby home because remember they're on the outskirts of like a housing complex. Uh-huh. And so she starts banging on the doors for somebody to wake up and, like, call the cops. And she's banging and she's banging and no one answers. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jimmy, who got the fucking brains knocked out of him back at the car, yeah. he starts to come too. Oh, my God. And he, like, flags down a nearby, like, a motorist that drives by. A fucking somebody in the car. <laughs> a, motorist. <laughs> a motorist, eh? Yeah. He was not on a motorcycle. Well, I guess I don't know that. But anyway, so he flags somebody down and he's like, holy shit, I've just been attacked. Like, you've got to call the cops. But he doesn't get in the car with the guy. But the guy goes to, like, a local or nearby funeral home, I think it was, and calls the cops. 
Okay. So within 30 minutes of the attack, the Bowie County Sheriff and three other police officers made it to the scene where the masked guy had attacked Jimmy and Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mary's still fucking running around? I don't I don't know if she just fucking casually walked back or like what happened. I don't have that part of the story. But anyway, they got they round up both Jimmy and Mary and they take them to the hospital where they both spent a few I think I think Mary spent a day and Jimmy spent a few days or something. Either way, they were hospitalized for their fucking head injuries. Well, she also had other injuries. Oh my god, I know. But they were fucking attacked and treated, but they survived the attack. Wow. Yeah. They both give varying accounts on what the attacker looked like. So Mary looked says, like looked like. So Mary or what they like fucking witnessed. Yeah. So Mary says that it was a guy with a white bag over his eyes, like a pillowcase, uh-huh. and that the eyes and the mouth had been cut out, and that through those cutouts she could see a guy who looked to be a light skinned black man. Okay. That's what she's saying. Now, Jimmy says that he couldn't see the guy very well because the flashlight was in his face the whole time. Yeah. So I don't – it's not clear if he says, like, yes, he had a pillowcase over his head or anything. But what he says is he didn't think it was a black guy. He thinks that it was a tanned white guy. Either way, they both agreed that the dude was six foot tall. So really all we have is, like, there's a tan person, either black or white, running around fucking shooting people up. Or trying to shoot people up or roughing them up with a gun, doing some weird shit, might have a fucking pillowcase on his head. <laughs> That's all we got. Okay. Okay. For some reason, and I'm not clear why, the police, and maybe it's because it's 1940s, <laughs> but the police believed that Jimmy and Mary had known their attacker and that they were covering for him by making up this info of his identity and it not aligning or whatever. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, they didn't believe Mary's story. They were like, nope, not a black man. Wasn't a black man. I don't know how they know this, and I don't know why. Uh, by the way, this whole fucking story is just like one dumbass police thing after another, in my opinion. Obviously, it's so many years later, and we have so much different technology and knowledge and everything. But I'm just like, what the fuck? You're just like, nope. Nope. I mean, Wasn't on the that. one hand, at least they didn't double down on that and yeah. get super racist. Yeah. You know? Well, the reason— It I was the e- 1940s. I don't even want to repeat the reason that they said they didn't think it was a black guy. Because it's literally, like, the racist, stupidest shit that you've ever uh, heard. It's yeah. just, like, like the worst stereotype ever. And it's just like, okay, that's what you fucking base this entire investigation off of. Like, she saw him the most. Yeah, yeah. He she would have been Jimmy got a flashlight personal. in his eye and then a fucking pistol whip to the face. And he had a head injury. Well, yeah, I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying. Like, no, I'm it, ju- that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. And he had a head mm-hmm. injury. Like, I guess oh. she did, too. But she had the most fucking interaction with him. And yeah. they were just like, nope. And the most up close and not personal. your account. Mm, so anyway. Probably because she's a woman and she's hysterical. That's the thing. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is going to happen a couple more times. Do you need help putting your lattice on your car? <laughs> nah, bitch. I got it. Don't you touch it. fragile bitch. With my pink ass <laughs> string, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. So you fragile bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so now, cut to a month later on Sunday, March 24th, 1946 at 8.30 a.m., 29-year-old Richard Griffin and his 17-year-old girlfriend, Paul. Okay. I know. First of all, I the know. first one was 19 and 25, and now we've got 17 and 27? Uh, 29. 29. I know. Jesus. Maybe that's a clue. Oh. That's gross, though. She's not quite legal yet. I mean, it's the 40s. Now, listen. Listening. 29-year-old Richard Griffin and 17-year-old girlfriend Polly Ann Moore were found murdered in Richard's 1941 Oldsmobile sedan. 
I don't know why I stuck like uh, on that word, but you got it. Yeah. Okay. How were they murdered? Well, I'm going to tell you. Someone driving by noticed that the car was parked on the side of Rich Road, which was another lover's lane spot. Mm Mm-hmm. At first, the person who spotted the car just thought that the occupants were sleeping, but on closer inspection, it was obvious that they were dead. Mm. Richard was found between the front seats, like the two front seats. He was found in the middle section, on his knees with his head resting on his, like, crossed hands and his pockets turned inside out. I don't know if his head was resting on the dash, I would assume, or if he was, like— But he was on his knees? He was on his knees between the two seats. I feel like you've got to be sideways. I don't know. Like, uh, where would you? I was thinking like he was on his knees, like they just, like he just was like fucking one leg on each side of the console on his knees with his hands on the dash and his forehead on his hands. Oh, I don't really know though. Maybe I don't know. I just made that up in my head. But anyway, he's in the front fucking seat, like kind of resting with his head on his hands in some fashion. Okay, and his pockets to his clothing were turned inside out. Okay. He had been shot twice, once in the back of the head, and another one, I don't fucking know because I didn't write it. Okay. Polly was found in the back seat. She was face down, fully clothed, with a gunshot wound to the back of the head. Now, outside of the car, they found a spot on the ground that had been soaked in blood, which led the cops to believe that at least Polly had been shot outside of the car and, like, was on the ground. And that the killer had tossed her and possibly Richard into the car after being murdered. Ooh. So Jesus. it's like they were killed outside, shot, and then put in the car. Okay. Blood had actually soaked through, like soaked the full fucking car and filled up the floorboard and started to spill out of one of the doors. Jesus. So they were put there relatively soon after being shot. Yeah. Uh, The police also found a 32 cartridge shell. So now they have like some sort of evidence. Yeah. Now, the police are starting to realize here, like, Jimmy Jimmy and Mary were attacked by somebody. With a gun. With a gun. Uh, we just found two murdered lover lane couple. Was the in the was car. Polly sexually assaulted? It didn't say, but it did say that she was fully clothed. Now remember, we're dealing with 1940s, so I don't know if they yeah checked. Yeah, yeah. So now they have a little bit more evidence, right? And they're starting to think like, uh oh, this is like a repeat offender, and yeah. it's only a month after this other attack, and it's escalating. Uh oh, yeah. Uh oh, spaghettios. Yep. So the police issue a press release asking anyone who has information surrounding the murder to come forward. Like if you saw anything, if you were in the area that night, if you know what the couple were doing, anything like that. If you know anything, come forward because we need some information. Yeah. They offer $500 in reward. $500. $500 in the 40s. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money now. <laughs> they offer that reward money for an arrest of the suspect. Oh, like if you can get fucking if you could tell me who did it and we arrest them for this crime, then you're going to get this reward money. Listen, that's kind of cheap for a an arrest. I know. Right. Well, I'm sure that's like, you know, a couple like fucking 10 grand today. I don't really fucking I mean, know. Maybe. Inflation. Inflation is a lot. That's true. You could buy a house for that. Either. <laughs> either way, they end up with over 100 false leads because of this like mm. giant, you know, offering. Reward, yeah. Yeah. And it. Fucking doesn't give them any actual clues or any information. Yeah, hinders the uh, Yeah, it doesn't give them any real suspects. A few weeks later, on April 13th, 1946. That's my brother's birthday. Oh! 
<laughs> well, it was a bad day for these people because 15-year-old Betty Jo Booker, Aww. who was playing her saxophone with her band called the Rhythm I could do this, called the Rhythm Airs. Rhythm Airs. The Rhythm Airs. All right. Um, at their weekly gig. I Ooh. guess she was in a fucking band. All yeah, right. And she played yeah. the saxophone. Hell yeah, she was. So she's at this weekly gig. It's 1.30 in the morning at oh. this point. Because I guess they played it at night on Saturday nights. So it's 1.30 in the morning on a Sunday morning, early okay. morning, right? Okay. And her friend Paul Martin, who was 17, picked her up to give her a ride home from the gig. What a guy. I guess it was like a normal thing they did. She didn't have a car whatever. She's fucking 15. Paul 15? Was, she was 15. Her parents were like, go play at a bar. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. They were. The 40s were different, man. Apparently. I just would lie. Okay. Hope you come home tonight. It's like, yeah, I'm not coming to get you. It's 2.30 yeah. in the morning. Fucking good luck. Maybe you can <laughs> sweet talk Paul into getting you home. Paul, you do it. Be a, be a doll, would you? Yeah. So Betty Jo, she's playing her saxophone. Come pick her up. Fucking 1.30 in the morning. Paul shows up in his fucking car and he's like, let's go. Okay. But I don't know what happened. I don't know if they were, like, into each other. I think they were just, like, like childhood friends and everything. She had to pay for that ride. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> she might have. I don't really know the rules. Maybe she wanted to pay for the ride, you Maybe. know? But either which older, way. He had a car. Yeah. Hey, What's, up? What's up, Paul? She was a cool girl. She played saxophone at yeah, a bar. she did. But what happens is the two never return home. And by 6.30 the same morning... Paul's body was found lying on his left side on the side of North Park Road by a local family. So they were just like going about their fucking Sunday business and they're like, hold the fuck up. Is that Paul? I don't know if they knew who Paul was, but they're like, what's this guy laying on the side of the road? They call the cops. Turns out to be Paul because, you know, fucking small town. People know people are missing. Yeah. He had been shot four times. Jesus. Once in the nose. Oh, rude. (gasps) Oh. Another time in the ribs and in the right hand and in the back of the neck. I'm guessing the back of the neck one is the fatal one. Yeah. Maybe the nose one. Who fucking knows? It depends. Did it go like from the side I of his nose or like into his know. face? Because I would say you just shot him in the face, I not know. in the nose then. I know. Well, one one of the articles I read, which was Wikipedia, it said um, that like somebody was shot in the face. And I just wrote head because I'm like, okay, why do we distinct like why do we distinguish between the face and the head? Because it's different. <laughs> Is it? To me, yeah. I wrote head, though. You'll never know who it was because they just tell you that they get hit in the head. Because the head is, like, anywhere. It could be, like, on the back of the head, like, execution style. It could be on the side of the head. But if it's face, that means, like, they're right in front of you and you are looking at the gun. Mm, to me, scary. that makes it different. That's scary. Like, if it's behind me, fucking peace be with my body, you won't see it coming. You'll never know. But if it's in, if Who's you shoot know? me in the face... That's my that's my I just face. feel like it makes it more aggressive, but it's all of so them are equally as dangerous. Oh, yeah. That's what all, I'm getting at. They'll all kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for maybe the nose one, if it was a side shot. Yeah. What a fucking... It's weird. What are the odds, you know? Like, whew, what if you, like, dodged out of the way? Stop it. <laughs> just got the nose. <laughs> and that's why I went for the back of the head oh, the next time. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's exactly what happened. We'll never know. Poor Paul. Rest in peace. Yeah, that sucks. Okay, so... uh, Four times seems a bit excessive. Yeah, like some shit was going down. Yeah. So now, Betty's body was found hours later the same day at 11.30 a.m., and her body was found two miles from Paul's. Jeez. And she was found laying on her back, fully clothed, with her right hand in her coat pocket, she was shot twice, once in the chest and once in the, once in the head. Maybe the face. We'll never know. 
Okay. Both Paul and Betty were murdered with the same 32 caliber pistol. Uh-huh. And that Richard and Polly had been killed with. So they like fucking, I don't know if it was just the same bullet casing that they found or if they had fucking ballistic testing then and they were like, it was shot from the same barrel. I don't know the details, but essentially the cops are like, we got the same killer here. Yeah. Same style, everything. Same guy. They discovered Paul's car three miles from Betty's body, which was about a mile and a half from Paul's body. And okay. it was parked outside uh, Spring Lake Park with the keys still in the ignition. Why are they so far from their car? Isn't that weird? Maybe the killer drove it. But like... Or did they like run? I know. I was thinking the same thing, but three fucking miles is a long ass way to run. <laughs> I wouldn't make it. <laughs> no. Well, I'm like, sir. They didn't make it. Let's but be real. I, I don't know. This one kind of confuses me and is really weird. Another thing that they noticed was that Betty's saxophone wasn't in the car and it wasn't with her. So they were like, where the fuck is her saxophone? Mm-hmm. Well, it took six months, but they eventually found it and it was in the underbrush where Betty had been discovered. She brought her saxophone with her? That's what I think is weird. Left with her saxophone? That's what I think is fucking weird. I wonder if he was driving her car around or his car around, driving Paul's car around Mm. and was like, and this is where Paul gets out and this is where Betty gets out. Maybe they like, he carjacked him? Yeah. But like maybe kept her and drove her farther and then. Killed her at that place. But why and, would like, she take her saxophone? I'm thinking, that's what I'm thinking is maybe the car was all there and like he pushed the saxophone out too. Or oh, like, oh, oh, oh. Or he was like, get out of the car. And she was like, I need my saxophone. Like if I'm going to go home, oh, you know? Yeah, not thinking that she's going to get fucking murdered. murdered. Yeah. But if she had witnessed Paul, I guess I don't know who happened first. Well, it could have been her. And then he drove a little bit and then Paul. And then he drove a little bit because they were two miles away and then they were a mile and a half. Or he was a mile and a half from the car. The car was three miles from Betty's body and about a mile and a half from Paul's. But she was about two miles from Paul. Yeah, she was. So she could have been first. And then the killer drove with Paul and then murdered Paul and then continued driving a little bit and was like, here's good. Here's where I parked my car and then left, you know? What the fuck? I don't know. I'm just guessing. Yeah, I'm maybe. I'm just literally making shit up. I know. Maybe. I- I just I'm making it make sense in my head. Yeah, like, oh, got it, got it. (laughs) In some kind of way. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really fucking bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. So now they find her saxophone, right? Mm -hmm. Police increase the reward to $1,700 for information leading to an arrest in these two double homicide cases now. Yeah. But of course, they don't get any promising leads. But the police are like, fuck, somebody tell us something. This can't keep happening. We don't have anything but a fucking bullet casing. Yeah. (laughs) So now it's May 3rd, 1946. This is like what? A month, a month later. later yeah. yeah, everything's happening in months here. It was like February, March, April, and now yeah. it's May. Yeah. yeah. It's 9 p.m., and 37-year-old Virgil Stark, who was a farmer and a welder, who lived about 10 miles northeast of Texarkana. So he's living on the outskirts of the town. Um, he was sitting in his living room listening to the radio when his wife, Katie, who was 36, was getting ready for bed. Okay. As Katie was laying in bed and she was waiting for sleep to come, fucking sweet, sweet grip of sleep. <laughs> She heard a noise coming from the backyard, and she was like, Virgil, like, turn off the radio. I hear something. Yeah. And as she 
like she started to get up to be like fucking turn this shit off like he he's not, he can't hear me whatever oh no and she hears the sound of glass breaking oh no and so she jumps up and goes to check on Virgil thinking that he had dropped something and when she rounded the corner of the living room she saw Virgil jump up out of his chair and then slump back and fall back into <gasps> his chair and she ran to him like what the fuck just happened and saw blood pouring from his head because he had just been shot twice in the back of the head from a nearby window that was three feet away. In his own motherfucking living room. What the fuck? Listening to the radio, living his best goddamn life, and he is shot twice in the back of the head. Like, sitting in his lazy boy. Sitting in his lazy boy. Like, that was a great day on the farm. Never sit on my couch again with my open air behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. It's bad. Oh, my God. So she sees this, and she's like, fuck. And she realizes that he's a dead, and she immediately jumps up and runs to the wall crank phone so that she can call 911. Yeah. While attempting to call 911, she gets shot twice in the face. I did write face. (laughs) Fun fact. She gets shot twice in the face from the same window Virgil was shot from. That's not how their house is laid out in my head. (laughs) I know. Me either. It's like she had to run back or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was like, you know, like the living room and there's a wall that juts out that has like a doorway for them to walk into and the phone's on that wall. So that would make her facing where Virgil is to call because I was imagining it on the behind the wall. I mean, I can't explain the layout of my head and it doesn't matter. But okay, same window. That's fucking terrifying. Same window. She gets shot in the face twice. I feel like... Fucking landlines, man. You can't move them. I know. Back in that day. I know. I was like, I feel like I'd want to not be near that window, but at the same time, what the fuck else are you going to do? Yeah, I need to call the cops. Yeah. I actually said that the phone was in the kitchen, but I don't really know. Of course it was. It was always in the kitchen. I put that in my own head. It's not in my notes anywhere. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, it probably was. It was always in the kitchen. I feel like it. Yeah, because your phone was in the kitchen. My phone, my grandma's phone, all of my grandparents' phones. All of our phones were too. Yeah. That's where phones go is in the kitchen. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Because the woman... God damn it. I'll stop. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So she's shot twice in the face. One shot hit her in the right cheek and exited behind her left ear. Oh, my God. And the other hit her in the mouth, blowing apart her jaw and several of her teeth just like fucking scattered out of her fucking mouth before the bullet lodged just under her tongue. So she's got a bullet in her head. What the fuck? Literally. She's still alive. Like today or like then? Like then. And she runs to the living room to grab the pistol that they have kept in the living room. And she like she's like, I'm going to fucking fire back, right? I'll fuck this guy up. Uh, well, she's got no fucking choice, right? I'm about to fuck you up. Been son. shot in the face. Wish a motherfucker would. Yeah, try me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. Yeah, he fucking did. Because as she was running for the gun, she hears the killer tearing the screen off the back porch. Like off. They have like a screened in back porch, yeah. I'm guessing. You could and just s- open it, bro. Right. Why you got to be destructive? Right? Maybe he couldn't just open it. So he's Maybe ripping. it was like jammed a little like mine always is. <laughs> yeah. You got to lift it. <laughs> yeah. And so no, it just, push it from the bottom. Uh, you know what? Here, let me help you. <laughs> no, but he just starts ripping the fucking screen down and she hears it. But mind you, she's just been shot in the face. So this is all happening really fast. Yeah. Yeah. So she then like bails on the fucking pistol idea and she runs through the house and out the front fucking door and starts booking it to the neighbor's house to like get some help. Yeah. Meanwhile, she She's profusely bleeding all over and leaving, like, a trail of fucking teeth behind her. Oh, God. Don't say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. I did skip a little part where, like, at one point she, like, runs to her bedroom because she wants to write a note because she thinks that she's going to die. So she's like, I need to leave a note to tell people what happened. But clearly this is not a clear, like, a fucking thought. This is all chaotic. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. Get the gun. Leave a note. 
fucking get out of here. I hear the guy. Yeah. Also, you don't really know what happened. Yeah. So, like, what would you write in the note? Oh, I don't know. Like, like just Virgil was shot, shot and then the I was window. shot. And the cops would be like, yeah, I see that. <laughs> I see that. I know. It was literally like Here's fucking sheer panic. A. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I mean, we leave a note like, oh, I love you, babe. But like, babe is gone. Babe is not gone. Not tight. So anyway, so she runs out of the house, runs across the fucking lawn, whatever. She makes it to her neighbor's house, who happens to be her sister-in-law. So Virgil's sister. Convenient. Very convenient. And um, she's like begging on the door and everything, but she's not fucking home. So she runs to the next neighbor's house, and they answer the door, and she just collapses and yells, Virgil's dead. So there's just, like, a bloody Katie, and fucking Virgil's dead. And the neighbor's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It is, like, 9 o'clock at night. What and there's a on? fucking guy after me, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Heads up. Yeah. So this motherfucker, this neighbor is like, holy smokes. And he grabs his rifle and he fires a shot into the air, which I guess is a signal to their other neighbor, neighbor that he needs help. Shit's going down. I just want <laughs> that so bad in my life. It doesn't have to be a gun, but like I need a whistle to like, who to who, motherfuckers? Yeah. And then, like, one neighbor to pop up and be like, what you need, Stace? <laughs> I need that. You need a, the fucking... Life. Yes. The yes. block to congregate. Yes. Yeah, yes. to assemble. So he fires his rifle in the air. Single shot means come. Two shots, I don't know. No, I'm just <laughs> Means kidding. white walkers. Yeah. <laughs> a rider, a ranger is coming home. Get your obsidian fucking dragon glass. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he fires one shot, and the neighbor comes like, what you need, man? Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. I do cool. want that in my life. I know. So he shows up, sees... Katie fucked up in the face and is like, oh, shit, we need to load her into the car and get her to the hospital. Okay. So they get her in the car. They're driving to the hospital. The whole time, Katie's fucking alert and still alive. She's got a bullet under her tongue, was shot in the head twice. Like, this is a fucking goddamn miracle. She's bleeding everywhere. Can you imagine? She's a little... Loopy? (laughs) A little loopy. And at one point, she pulls a tooth out of her mouth. And it's a gold cap tooth. Uh-huh. And she gives it to the neighbor as way For your of trouble. Th- <laughs> yes. <laughs> as a way of saying thank you for, like, helping her. Is that not fucking wild? I mean, that's really sweet. Yeah. Like, because you're oh. like, I forgot my purse. And I did not put you in my will because I did not expect this. This, yeah. But guess what? I'm not going to need this tooth anymore. Yeah. but sure like, you could pull this out and get a couple of bucks for I'm it. I'm sure no one will question where you got it. Actually, it's a lot of money. Yeah. No, I know. But, like, you got to have someone to, like, sell it to to get that money (laughs) or, like, melt it down for you unless you have the fucking capability to do that. You get, like, a smelting mine or whatever the fuck they're called. So he's just going to bring a bloody fucking tooth to a pawn shop and be like, anyway, here you go for your troubles. Don't worry about where I got this. (laughs) Obviously, she's fucking loopy, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Ugh. I don't know if it's true, but that's what Wikipedia says anyway. Really sweet intentions, though. She was like, oh, my God. I almost forgot. Like, my grandmother would have done that. Yes, yes. Jesus, what do do I have? Here's a mint. (laughs) Here's a butter mint. (laughs) A pillow mint, whatever those things are. (laughs) Oh, my God. Here's some striped candy. Yeah. It's been in my pocket for eight years. Ribbon candy. So now back at the crime scene, the police show up, right? Because the police are eventually fucking called. Yeah. And there are varying accounts of what happened according to the police. I don't know why, but one account says that when the cops show up, the whole place was filled with smoke and that Virgil's body was slumped in the chair, which had caught on fire because I guess he had a heating pad for his sore back. 
And I don't know. And it was the 40s, and so shit was just fucking frisky back then. Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe some blood got on it, fucking short-circuited, whatever. Either which way, it said that, like, his body was in the chair and the chair was on fire. Jesus. The other account is that Virgil's body was on the floor and not in the chair, but the chair was on fire. So that, like, his body would not have been burned. Okay. I don't know why it's important, but those two accounts were different. The window only had two bullet holes through it. Which, I, so I'm, like, it didn't fucking shatter. 40s, things were just built different, you know? But there were, like, holes in it that cleared two fucking bullet holes, which led the police to believe that an automatic pistol was being used. And Why? that after shooting Virgil, the killer waited for Katie to come into view before shooting her. So, like, the shots were rapid. Like, boom, 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 Like, boom. same hole, same, same hole. Same hole. Different areas. But, uh, like, two shots in the exact same hole. Yeah, but I don't think the hole is, like, small. I think the hole blew out, like, the size of a baseball or something. Oh, okay. But there's only two holes in – I'm guessing. I don't, fi- I don't fucking see okay. a picture. Okay. Okay. He wasn't, like, Annie fucking like, Oakley. That's fucking <laughs> impressive because, like – I'm not even mad. Any kind of handgun and you're going to have some kind Waving of around. variation yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know. It's fucking 40s and this is a Wikipedia article, so who knows how true it is. Yeah. But she's built different, uh, <laughs> way different. So the police find bullet casings. They find a flashlight by the window where the killer had fired his or her shots, okay. along with uh, bloody shoe prints and fingerprints that were not Katie's were found around the house. Okay, like, bloody ones. Okay, but it's the forties, and so they're like, I don't know, wipe them up. Yeah, clean them up. We don't need those. <laughs> don't we don't want Katie your- to have to come home to this. Also, it's interesting to note that no money was stolen from the house. So the theory is that it was like a sexually motivated crime, like they were going to rape Katie or something, but then they didn't. But he didn't. shot her in the face. I don't know. Well, maybe they'll rape her after she's shot in the face. That's gross. Yeah. I mean, it's all gross, but yeah. like it seems more like thrill killing, right? Yeah. But also, it's the 40s. So all we have to go off of was like they were randomly shot. They didn't have any fucking known enemies. Nobody wanted to hurt them. This is literally a random attack and nothing was stolen. So maybe they were here to rape her. Like, that's our next clue. All they have to go off of, right? Yeah. Now, police were saying that they couldn't immediately link the case to the double homicides because the bullets they found were twenty two caliber and not thirty two caliber. OK. But I mean, you could get a different gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Police actually brought in bloodhounds, and they found two scent trails, and they followed them, and it led to a nearby highway. So I'm guessing the fucking murderer came from the highway. Big shocker. The flashlight was sent to the FBI in Washington, D.C. for analyzing, and it came back with no fingerprints. And I guess what the police did was they took a picture of the flashlight, and they published it to the newspaper asking people if they recognized. Like, is this your fucking flashlight? Call us. We have it. We have a question. Lost and found. One question for you, if this is yours. Okay. Who's going to take that fucking bait? Nobody. Nobody did. I forgot that. Nobody did. Actually, they were asking for, like, if you recognize, if this is somebody's flashlight that you know of. Was it a distinct flashlight? It was, I mean, they described it very detailed. two flashlights next to each other, and one was mine and one was not, I'd be like, I don't know. It was kind of weird, though. Like, it's the 40s, so I don't know if there are distinctive flashlights, but it was like an orange flashlight with, like, black fucking rims or maybe it was red i don't even remember see this is why eyewitness details are so off yeah and that was like riveted together with the top and a two cell battery i don't even know anyway okay okay all right so meanwhile the media is having a fucking heyday with all these murders and they're like linking them all together and saying all the similarities just like today right everybody's like we got a fucking serial killer on the goddamn loose hide your kids hide your wives everybody freak the fuck out 
rewards for the Starks murders were being offered separately than the reward for the other murders. Oh. Because, and yeah, the Virgil and Mary, because they didn't think it was connected, right? But they were saying, like, if we do find out that whoever the murderer is, is the same person for the double homicides and for Virgil's murders, murder, then... We'll lump it all together. We'll lump it all together to be $10,000. This reminds Damn. me. Yeah, $10,000. That's a lot of money. This reminds me. I don't I didn't write it down and I don't actually remember, but I think that Katie died. Oh. I didn't write it down. Well, that's really sad. But it kept saying the Starks murders, so I'm guessing they both died. Mm. Sorry about it, guys. We'll have to google that one. Jesus Christ. Every time. It's all right. They don't come here for facts. <laughs> okay. So, now the media is going nuts, right? There's all these murders going on. There's a big lump sum of money that yeah. you could win if you fucking tell the police who did it. So obviously the police don't have much to go off of. And the media or the fucking public is like, shit, we should be worried, right? Yeah. It's one of us. It's, it's a small fucking town. It's one of us. And the city of Texarkana, which had usually been like a pretty safe one where you left your doors unlocked and shit. People started to panic and lock their doors, but they didn't have locks. So they had to go to the local store to buy locks. And they would also buy guns and ammo and everything. And literally overnight, all of the stores ran out of any kind of like security, any kind of ammo, guns. Toilet paper. Locks. Literally. It was like fucking pandemic with toilet paper, but with like realistic like, you know, yeah, things like to keep your family logical safe. Logical things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When people couldn't find locks and shit they would like tie up pots and pans around their like property and their perimeter so like if a string was triggered it would jiggle and like make noise so that they would know somebody is coming Some, like, like old school fort shit uh like people were in fucking sheer panic right That's crazy it was described as near hysteria of the town i mean i'd probably be pretty hysterical if people were like right dropping like flies right but it's crazy that it was like an event that was literally almost categorized as like fucking public hysteria yeah like everybody was freaking the fuck out by dusk the town was legit a ghost town every night nobody wanted to stay out at night because they wanted to get back fucking home where they thought it was safe thought they thought businesses like nightclubs and bars and everything they lost a ton of money because nobody was going to them anymore because they oh, were all at fuck. home liquor stores even stopped selling booze after 9 30 because they were like if you're trying to buy booze after 9 30 you're not the kind of person that we want out on the streets like you're just going to be causing a ruckus and getting away getting in the way of the police or you could be out murdering people like it's the 40s they were tripping yeah like let the police do their investigation stay home get drunk get your booze beforehand <laughs> don't come here after 9 30 because we're going home prepare early yeah exactly well in my fucking neck of the wood my fucking neck of the hood yeah <laughs> they stopped selling during the pandemic they stopped stopped selling alcohol they closed the liquor stores early too why because they were like nothing fucking good comes after what? Mm -hmm. That's so dumb. Yeah. That's when we need it. They opened it back up. Yeah, yeah of course they did because they're like, I'm sorry. I was making a lot of money back yeah. there. Sorry for the things I said. But at the time they were like, I don't know, man. Shit's fucking rough right now. Well, I, you you guys are fucking crazy. And <laughs> I don't live in the best neighborhood. And so like, get the fuck out of my store. <laughs> like I'm there are here. shotguns visible behind the counter. <laughs> and the guy's like, don't look at me, Cross. <laughs> and you're like, I just want my monster. Yeah, I'm like, all right, man. My he aunt. knows me. We're cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the city started to actually become a dangerous place because now everybody is nervous and armed. Yeah. So if you didn't clearly announce yourself when you were entering somebody's property, you would get shot. Jesus. Uh, You're like rattling pans as you walk up to someone's house. Like, it's just, just fucking day. I just need some sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Call before you come over. No, just fucking stopping by. Yeah, exactly. 
the media kept calling the killer the Phantom. Because, yeah. So he had this like sense sensationalized name so mm-hmm. everybody's like freaking out even more because it like adds this like mysterious murderer on the loose kind of thing yeah people were calling the cops non-stop because they would hear strange noises outside of their home one time it turned out to be a cat digging through some trash another time was a brush br- brushing against somebody's home in a breeze a brush brushing against somebody's home the uh, fuck is a, a bush oh <laughs> I was like, I was talking really fast. A bush. So like (laughs) the wind was blowing a tree branch on somebody's house and they called the fucking cops. Gotcha. Like that is the level of hysteria we are getting in this town. Yeah. Wow. Another time the police were called because a man was waiting for the bus stop. And they're like, get that fucking guy out of here. (laughs) You don't have a car. Get in your fucking house. You need to go. After a few weeks without. Get in your fucking house. Uh, after a few weeks without any murders, the town began to kind of ease up a bit and calm down, right? Because they were happening, like, every month. Yeah. And so after a few weeks, they're like, okay, it's not happening. After a few months, things started to almost go back to normal. Like, mm-hmm. people started to forget what happened, whatever. Like, they're not as obsessed with it in the media. It kind of died down a little bit. Yeah. But there were things, like, the police were still, like, staking out lovers' lanes. They would, like, park a fucking unmarked car and a cop. Like an officer would sit in the car with a mannequin <laughs> to make it look like they were like at a makeout point and they would just wait. For... Would they just sit there or would they like touch its leg? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess they would also bring real partners too. So can you imagine getting paid on the clock to like bone your wife in the car or something? Oh my God. I would not be the wife that goes. <laughs> I like... No, I'd be like, I can't get in the mood. I'm sorry. We might fucking die. Hey, fuck that. This is terrifying. <laughs> You're using me as bait? I'm literally your decoy. Yeah. If I was also a cop and I was hanging out with my cop partner and we're like just chatting or whatever, I'd be like, you just want to cuddle in the back while we like, I don't know, bullshit and wait for this guy to come up. Can you imagine like cuddling with your partner? No. (laughs) Fucking the razzing that would go on. Also, it's the 40s, so there's no females. That's fair. Yeah. It's just two dudes. Like get a small one. Put a wig on her. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, Oh, man. man. Okay. So. Police are doing that, trying to catch this the phantom killer. Mm-hmm. But also, young adults and teens, they were, like, taking matters into their own hands. And they were like, guess what? I have a fucking gun. I'm going to go park at makeout point, And I'm going to wait for this fucking home dude to walk up on me. And I'm going to kill him myself. Okay. I'm going to be a hero. Yeah. And, like, cops would pull up on them and be like, yo, what's going on? Fucking like, you get know, out of here. Yeah, you shouldn't be out here. And literally one time a chick was like the officer was like you shouldn't be out here it's dangerous and she was like well you should be the one that's worried because i have a gun pointed at you like the 40s man the 40s different times different times and the officer was like good work great idea get home i'll get my decoy (laughs) yeah i'll take it from here (laughs) yeah let let me do the work you go home now okay vigilante (laughs) yeah exactly Listen, I'm going to stake out this place. You stake out your home. Yeah, you go home and keep an eye on those pots and pans. Now, listen, even through all of this, the killer never strikes again. Yeah. Like the killer is watching the fucking chaos. Yeah. I, I'm over here like the killer's an inside job. The guy, the killer's Ooh. for sure a cop or something. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What that's, do you mean you don't know? Are you telling me this shit theory. is not solved? That's my initial theory. All right? Okay. Okay. Now just fucking keep up with me, okay. all right? Okay. So now the fa- the fucking killer never strikes again. The theory is that the killer originally started hitting up the makeout points, and once the media, like, got hot on everything, that's when he started going to, like, the outskirts of the homes, like, the outskirts of the town, and that's why Virgil and Katie got, like, attacked. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a somewhat secluded area. Many potential suspects start popping up. One was a guy by the name of Uel Sweeney. 
On the night of one of the murders, I don't know which one, but on the night of one of the murders, a car was stolen from town, and that stolen car had later been found abandoned. And the police staked out the car, and they waited for somebody to return to pick it up because they were like, somebody put this shit here. Somebody's going to come get it. Like, what's going on? And a woman by the name of Peggy Sweeney got into the car. So police immediately swoop in, and they arrest her, and they question her. Like, what are you doing with this stolen car? What the fuck is going on here? And she immediately gives up her husband, Yuel. She She was like, I didn't fucking ask him. Yeah, fucking talk to Yuel. So she immediately gives up her husband, Yuel, and was like, he's in the business of stealing fucking cars. And then he sells them to people for like a fucking profit, right? Yeah. And that he was actually in Atlanta, Texas right now selling a stolen car at this very fucking moment. Oh. So the police go to Atlanta and they find a person that UL had attempted to sell the car to, but that the de- deal fucking fell through. Yeah. And they ask the man if he like would recognize UL again if he saw him. And he was like, probably fucking not. I don't know. He was in a cowboy hat. Like he was very fucking <laughs> Texas, you know? Yeah. He looked like other Texas guys. <laughs> exactly. And so the police officers were like, okay, well, you might not recognize him, but he's going to recognize you because he just tried to fucking dupe you, right? Yeah. So like, If he sees you again, he's going to try to leave the room. So let's go walking around some common areas together. And you're going to walk into a room and I'm going to scope out the room to see if anybody leaves. Yeah. Fuck in the 40s. Like this was their their method for catching a bad guy. And again, I'm just going to use you as bait. It fucking worked. Well, and also to be like, well, he's for sure, I know, logically speaking, he's going to run out of a room if he sees you. I would have never fucking thought of that. No. I would have just been like, hey, man, remember that car I tried to sell you? (laughs) Yeah. And you didn't want it? Do you want it now? (laughs) Did you come back for it? (laughs) I don't have the keys still. Oh, my God, but it fucking works. So this guy walks into a fucking bus station, and UL happened to be there, and he busts out the back like, fuck that shit, don't want to be around for that. And then the police officer chases home dude down and gets him and catches him. And they arrest UL because they're like, what the fuck? First of all, you're selling stolen cars and that's fucking illegal. Yeah, you're doing shady shit anyway, but also. Yeah, but we have some questions. Well, immediately he starts making incriminating statements Uh like he was afraid of getting the electric chair and stuff. And the cops were like, dude, you stole a car. You're not going to get the electric chair. Like, calm the fuck down. And UL was like, oh, we both know that you're getting me for more than just stealing cars. Like, we both Uh know why I'm here. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. So police Okay. I mean, life or longer. (laughs) I know, right? Okay, so police start to question Peggy because, like, you know, hey, we got your husband. Tell us your side of the story. Yeah. Do you know anything about these murders? And she immediately confesses that Yoel was the phantom killer and (gasps) even named the victims by name. But some of her story didn't match up. Like, she would tell the police where some of the victims' possessions and shit were, but they would never turn up in the actual place that she said that they were. Okay. So it's like— Like she, outside of her home? Like, yeah, oh, that like, saxophone like in the, the saxophone. Exactly. I think the saxophone was one of the things where they were like, okay, well, where's her saxophone? But then wherever fucking they looked, they couldn't find it. But was was he coming home every night and being like, all right, hun, let me unload my day on you? <laughs> yeah, I put the saxophone here. Yeah. Well, maybe. Like, so why would she is, know that level of detail? This is another thing. They think that she was kind of like changing her story to not incriminate herself. So maybe she was present for it. And she was like, oh, I don't get in fucking trouble for that shit. So like, mm, he did it over here. That's but her story terrifying. kept changing. So they were like, we can't really ch- trust your testimony. Like, I don't. I don't know what the fucking truth is, right? But something is fishy around here. One of the pieces of evidence that they do find in possession of fucking Peggy and Mm Yoel is a work shirt 
with the laundry mark Stark on it. So it had the Stark's name on oh, it. Oh, shit. And the shirt had a pocket, like a titty pocket. And in the titty pocket, they found a slag, like oh. a piece of slag, because he was a welder. So like a piece of fucking metal. Oh, okay. So it even further corroborates that that could have been Virgil's jacket, shirt, not jacket, Virgil's shirt. And that it had would have come from his home, not from like. And he was fucking murdered. Fucking so that would man. suggest that you all murdered him. Yeah. However, the prints that were found at the scene didn't match Yoel's. Okay. Like all of the prints in Virgil's house didn't match Yoel's. Did they match Peggy's? I don't know. It didn't say. And I was like, I have some fucking questions for Peggy. Yeah, I do too. But I and guess they were the, like, she's a woman. Yeah, she, can't she shoot would a gun. never do it. She's not smart enough. No, he was there for rape. Yeah, exactly. So it's the 1940s, she's right? She's not smart enough. She's not smart enough. And he was raping her. Fucking stereotypes. Exactly. So it's the 1940s. And I guess during this time, there is a law that the wife cannot testify against her husband. So the police only have circumstantial evidence to go off of to, like, accuse this dude of fucking being the phantom killer. Yeah. But it was not or does not have to. uh, Cannot. Weird. I know. It's probably like, well, of course, the husband's going to tell the wife everything. So, like, that's a loose end. Let's make this a law where that's not allowed. Again, 40s, man. Times are different. Times are way different. All right. So she's not allowed to testify against him. And they only have circumstantial evidence. And it's not strong enough to hold up in court. So they basically only charge him with the car shit, like for stealing cars and selling it. And so Mm -hmm. he gets a couple years in jail for that shit. But nothing for the murders. They don't, like, overcharge him for that. Like, anyway, the fucking electric chair. (laughs) Because that was a Buick. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Just a couple years. He's on his merry little way. Jesus. So there was a second suspect, an 18-year-old boy by the name of H.B. Duty. <laughs> Tennyson. His last name is Tennyson. I think Duty was like a nickname. Okay. I guess this kid committed suicide by taking cyanide of mercury. Cyanide of Cyanide of I guess it's a type of cyanide. I don't fucking know. Okay. But he left a goddamn treasure hunt in his wake oh. for a suicide note. And I'm going to read you the fucking notes. It said, quote, the opening of my box will be found in the following few lines. In a tube of paper is found, rolls on colors and is dry and sound. The head removes, the tail will turn, and inside is the sheet you yearn. Two bees mean a lot when they are put together, when they are together. These clues should lead you to it. It it's turns, a fucking riddle? It's a fucking riddle. It turns out that the clue the clue led you to a fucking fountain pen. And when you unscrewed the fountain pen inside was the true suicide note. And the BB was for double broad tip in his okay. fucking treasure hunt. So I guess it makes kind of sense when you're like, uh, the, in a tube of paper is found. Yeah. Fucking whatever. Okay. So basically the letter that he had in this fountain pen, he confessed of being the Texarkana killer Mm -hmm. and that he had taken his own life because he couldn't live with the guilt and the shame and pain that he had brought on his family. Mm -hmm. Police traced back his whereabouts during each of the murders and he accidentally had alibis for all of them. Like all of his friends were like, well, he couldn't have done that because he was with me and we weren't doing that. Like I know I didn't murder anybody. He just wanted to like be famous after death. Like a fucking false confession, I guess. They also, like, dug through his belongings and found several drafts of his suicide notes and all of them claiming different sensational things. And they even found one that said, quote, please disregard all other messages which I have written. They are only thoughts which I was thinking about as possible reasons for taking my own life, end quote. So 
The police are like, okay, this is a false confession. Of course, this wasn't all happening at once. It, like, took time for them to find all the shit. Because they're like, aha, we got him. Wait, just kidding. This shit lines up. Also, his fingerprints didn't match the killers that were found at Virgil's house. Okay. There was also, okay, like I said, there's fucking, like, a thousand different suspects. There was, like, a German prisoner of war suspect, an ex-Army Air Force machine gunner who fell into a coma and had memory loss. And he was like, I'm pretty sure I'm fucking running from murdering somebody. And the cops are like... Okay, like what? <laughs> Hang you, on. Do you want to get in this cell? <laughs> yeah, like should we check this out? But anyway, all kinds of weird shit, all kinds of weird suspects. Nobody has been convicted of this, of all these murders. Jesus. Nobody, no suspect has ever been found. No fingerprints have ever matched. There's no, there's no fucking resolution. Holy shit. And like I said, there's so many different other suspects. I fucking just blurbed them all at the end because I was like, this story is getting far too fucking long. Yeah. I did not realize there would be so many suspects. But there's been a lot of suspects, a lot of false confessions, and they never actually found the phantom killer. But fun fact, there was a movie based off of the killings, which was produced called The Town That Dreaded Sundown. And every year around Halloween, Texarkana airs the movie as the last movie of a show during the town's, like, movie at the park kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like they're fucking... That's Tradition. how they cap off the fucking night. Those they're psychos. Like, anyway, a bunch of fucking people died. Yeah! I'm like, god damn, that's tough. Yeah, that's rough. Oh, Jesus Christ, you weirdos. I would totally go to that. I would, too. But they're like, well, if we don't laugh about it, what are we going to do, man? We're just going to be sad that there's a fucking murderer who's probably like 90 now. (laughs) I know, right? It's crazy, though, because, okay, so there was like a psychologist and everybody who came in on the case because the police are like, well, we don't know if they're all tied together, right? And then so they had a psychologist come in and analyze everything. And the psychologist was like, 100%, 1,000%, it is the same killer in every case. And the police were like, whatever, psychologist, get out of here. We think they're separate killers. And they even, like, publicly said that they were separate killers from, like, Virgil and the other double homicides and stuff. Yeah. So they were thinking they were going after different people even after they, like, hired help and then had the help tell them the answers. And they were like, no, you're done. Listen, I know you're called an expert. Right. I'm just going to go ahead and go with my gut. Exactly. That's what like so many things like that. So it's like hard to tell what's true. Yeah. What actually happened. I don't even know like these fingerprints. Are they partial finger fucking prints? Like what do we we got them on file? Like can we not figure anything out from it? Was there more DNA at the scene? Obviously it's all lost now. Do we still have this evidence on file? They hosed that shit down ages ago. It is considered like one of the most like famous unsolved texas murders and it's one that like was wrapped into like urban legends and shit so like you know that urban legend where there's like a couple in a car making out on the side of the road and they hear a noise and there's like a bloody hook on the door yep that literally was the first thing i thought of (laughs) like rumor has it that that urban legend spun from this this case the moonlight murders the texarkana moonlight wasn't like mike myers or something or I think it the Crystal Lake. I don't know. Whichever one had the fucking. Mike Myers is Halloween. What was Camp Crystal Lake? That's Jason. That's Jason. Mm-hmm. Is that the one that they're all fucking necking in by the lake? I think they all are necking by the lake. They're well, Lake Crystal. Necking. Yeah, they're all like camp. They work at camp and camp counselors and yeah. shit. Fucking get murdered by Jason. Anyway, that's my story. That was intense. Yeah. Fucking scary. Yeah. I wonder if that dude had a bag over his head or not. 
Uh, I and, I believe her account. Yeah, in my head he did because that's terrifying. Also, but why also, would they cover escalated. for what's that? He escalated quickly though. Yeah, he from did. like, hey, I'm just gonna hit you guys both to like, I'm just gonna murder everybody. He doesn't sound like he had all the marbles working in the same direction. You know that's what I mean? Fair. Like that's he was fair. like, why are you running? Yeah, where are you going? Fucking Lenny of mice and men shit. We were having a good time over here. Oh, my God. Ugh, that's scary. I don't like it. Uh, super scary. So if you want to go check out pictures pertaining to that case, go to isgpodcast.com. I don't even know what kind of pictures you're going to find because I tried to find some and they were all just like pictures of a dirt road. And I'm like, oh, well, that's great. Critty's real good at finding pictures. Uh, she fucking digs. And I'm like yeah. looking at her and I'm like, wow. I look at our social media and I'm like, that's what they look like? <laughs> Me too. It's <laughs> my story. I know. Okay. So go to isgpodcast.com. While you're there, please join our Patreon. We have two tiers. For a dollar, you can get an extra episode every month. Or for $10, you can get ac- you get the extra episode a month and all video access to, like, behind-the-scenes content, a.k.a. we just don't edit the video, so you get to hear all of our fucking rants. And you get all access to the back shit, so fucking a million videos for you to watch. It's so much fun. Someone asked for um, just the audio of Oh, yeah. That too. I was like, that. that's pretty easy to do. Yeah. We have it. Yeah. We have it. We, we have just, it. We should put that up, too. Cause... I don't know if we have all of the back audio. Yeah, I don't know about that, but going forward, we can. Yeah. Because, I mean, okay. I could see that it'd be annoying to watch on, like, a video player. And you're like, I just want to listen. I just yeah, want to put it in know, my pocket. Because like, it's through YouTube and shit. Yeah. So if you're just like, all right, man. But, like, I want to so, play it out of my app or whatever. We hear you. But, anyway, so, um, also. I was going to say, I mean, we could do an OnlyFans, but I don't think. No, <laughs> I can't commit to more content right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> and also, my husband wants to be an OnlyFan, and I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> I just mean move all of our current things to OnlyFans. It's just another platform, right, where you can make money, but I it's just you're been... supposed to show your nipples. Well, most people do. Oh, okay. But that's what people did on Patreon, too. I told someone oh. that I had a Patreon, and they were like, what? <laughs> really? I didn't I know like, that. Oh, no, 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 mm, no. I try not to show my nipples. So, anyway, what else can they do? Come join our social media. We're yeah. on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at ISGD Podcast. So, join us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at ISGD Podcast. Uh, come join the goddamn pod group. It's on Facebook. It's a lot of fun. The criteria is that you ask to join, and then we will say yes. So, <laughs> go to, if you want to email us, go to ISGDpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to snail mail us, Go to or send it to P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. And I think that's all, folks, right? That's it and that's all. Subscribe, rate, and review. Oh, yeah. Go do that. Go fucking write reviews and tell people about us so that other people listen to us. Yeah, do that. And be offended by us. Yeah. Deeply offended. Deeply. And you deeply offend me. I deeply offend myself daily. Bye. Bye.